Hi, I'm Kamu. I'm an entrepreneur and VCOM Honors Investment Management graduate. And I'm Darren, a CFA chart holder and a newsletter writer. And you're listening to the Upstart VC Podcast. A podcast where we talk to entrepreneurs about the things they're building and to investors about the entrepreneurs they're backing. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Upstart VC Podcast. Today we got our first VC on the show, Grégoire de Batirep, who's a principal at Orange Ventures. And like always, the first part of the show is an elevator pitch, but this time we hear why founders should be backed by Orange. Let's hop in. Hello, my name is Grégoire de Padirac. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a principal at Orange Ventures. Orange Ventures is the corporate VC of Orange with uh, three, uh, 50 million uh, euros under management. And we invest in um, areas of Orange strategic expertise and beyond, such as connectivity, B2B SaaS services, uh, mainly around cloud native technologies, cybersecurity, fintech, insurtech, and so on. And we ambition to offer the best of two worlds, uh, basically coupling the independent and quick decision-making uh, scheme of a classic VC with the access to the unique tech and commercial expertise of, uh, of the Orange Group. So we have two main streams within Orange Ventures. The first one is uh, 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 is based in Paris and we invest uh, uh, mainly in Europe and the US in Series B and uh, C startups. And the other stream is uh, uh, is uh, run uh, by the African team and we invest in the EMEA region with 50 million euros and we invest into Series A and B and, uh, and we invest in, uh, in seed as well. You have arrived at your destination. Orange invests in ventures across the value curve, from seed stage startups to mature companies. They also participated in Yoko's $16 million Series B funding round and a secret source is that they differentiate by proposing a highly structured process for exploring and creating flexible and optional synergies between themselves and the entrepreneurs they back. Next, we sit down with Grégoire to chat about how exactly they do this and to find out about his journey. Can you please briefly walk us through your career? Um, what was your route to breaking into venture capital? Um, I started as a strategic consultant in Paris in a small boutique. Uh, focusing on, the, on helping entrepreneurs. And then I had a mission, uh, which was to, to rethink the content strategy of Orange. And uh, it was very intra-entrepreneurial intra because uh, I've been asked to implement that uh, strategy and uh, build a partnership with um, a small startup at that time, which, was, which name was Deezer, the French Spotify. And this partnership uh, led Deezer to, to scale from 2,000 subscribers to 2.5 million subscribers with Orange. And after five years, I joined the new VC team within Orange. Uh, and uh, so it was in 2015 and 2017, I decided to move to Dakar, Senegal, to set up the African fund of uh, Orange Ventures. And how was that uh, move for you, that transition from being based in Europe and now being fundamentally based in Africa, was it difficult uh, to transition or how did you find it? No, no it was, um, the, the, the first reason is uh, we wanted from, at the very beginning, we wanted to invest in African startup from Paris and uh, we realized very quickly that it was not very easy. First, because we, you need to 
to to connect with the ecosystem with the network and it, it is not very easy to to prioritize a, a startup from london uh, with a startup from nairobi it's not the same uh, reason to not easy so we decided to to set up a very different initiative dedicated initiative to africa and uh, and was i was very excited by that experience because for me uh, uh, the african ecosystem uh, is a uh, is super exciting uh, I think, I think it is one of the last uh, continent in which you can see uh, such a revolution ongoing. And it's not incremental, it's really a revolution. So it's, uh, it's super, super interesting. Awesome. And you had described in your, or rather you had mentioned in your elevator pitch that, that you're, a, you're a principal at uh, Orange Ventures. Um, can you please describe what, that role consists of? So what does a typical day look like as a principal? So a principal is basically uh, do several things as, such as uh, sourcing startups and investment opportunities. Uh, we invest, uh, so we, we make all the in-depth analysis. Uh, and then we, we support the entrepreneurs sitting at the, at the board, uh, trying to, to provide some uh, uh, some at least to be a, a good ear for them and uh, to provide uh, um, the the advice that we can uh, based on the on on the special position we are uh, looking at different startups every day. Um, so it's uh, it's uh, and you are involved in all the. Uh, transverse task to run a, a farm. So it can, for, in my case, I'm very involved in the tool and uh, an IT solution for the for the fund, which is which is quite interesting. And uh, myself, I'm I just launched uh, so the uh, uh, this uh, last initiative, which is a, a seed uh, investment in the, in countries where Orange is, uh, is operating uh, in the region. So I'm focusing now on seed investment. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I'm just curious to know, because you said you, you work at a, at a corporate, or well, that Orange Ventures is a corporate VC fund, right? So how's the internal structure of the fund different from a traditional VC fund? Or is it the same? Yeah, it really it really depends on the on the corporate. Uh, there is no uh, any model of corporate VC. For each corporate, you have a different type of corporate VC. In our case, um, what we can say is uh, on the tension between strategic value and uh, and financial value, we we really think that uh, focusing on providing fin financial value to the group will create strategic value for the group. So. Uh, we behave like any VC uh, with uh, an independent process to to uh, to decide and uh, to make our investment, and um, and uh, and we and then after uh, making the investment, we try to provide uh, the support that we can uh, from the group, leverage all the asset uh, from the group. Uh, but you have uh, different VC corporate VCs which are. Much more focusing on strategic values, so they rely on the sponsor in sponsorship, internal sponsorship, to make any investment decision. So it really depends on the corporates. All right. Um, so so maybe we can also talk about the the year last year and 
Um, I'm also doing some research for Africa Arena. So um, we, we'd like to get some insight into the investment activity in 2020 and how that compared to 2019. Um, so did, did you see any negative impact of the, of the COVID pandemic and the lockdowns in terms of the number of investments that you made or the value of investments that you made last year compared to 2019 and also compared to what you had planned in the beginning of the year? Yeah, that's, um, that's what the question we had during all this pandemic year. <laughs> uh, and 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 to be honest when the pandemic uh, started i was very very concerned yeah. and uh, and uh, and i thought that it would be the the start of the end of this uh, huge growth we saw in africa and uh, because everything is very fragile the, the, all the ecosystem are very, still very early stage and uh, and uh, but it was a very good surprise to to see that it didn't have a, a huge impact, uh, to be honest. The, the um, for in, in regarding uh, Orange Ventures, we continue to 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 be engaged with uh, entrepreneurs. We wanted to we start with whom we started the conversation earlier. Okay. And and because the African ecosystem is not so big, uh, mm-hmm. at all the startups at Series A, Series B, uh, were startups that we already met before. So we didn't need yeah. to, to, to go on the ground to make our due diligence. We, it was not so difficult to do it remotely. Um, and, and so uh, I didn't see uh, any, uh, any huge uh, gap in, uh, in the investment, probably an acceleration of investment at the, at the end of the year when we got the first wave. But, um, but I, I didn't see any any accident, uh, and I think the the figures we are we are we are reviewing today about the the investment uh, activity in 2020 uh, yeah. confirmed that. So um, I think my, my big concern is much more about the the fund raising for the fund manager. I think okay. I, I saw I saw many uh, fund manager who gave up their project to to raise a fund because they considered that this crisis is a uh, or postponing the decision of uh, for for many LPs uh, and 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 so my concern would be probably be much more for the next years uh, mm. uh, if the, um, and and uh, and the capacity to the to the continent to deliver new funds and new fund manager uh, and pro- we'll probably see uh, capital uh, concentrating more on existing fund manager which is the the less uh, important we can expect from that crisis, but it's not, uh, mm. it's not too serious. And the, the chance of Africa is uh, all the funds are quite new. Most of yeah. the big funds are new. Yeah. Uh, so they still have uh, capital to deploy. Mm. Um, and, and that crisis accelerated the need of digital solutions. So investing in tech uh, is not, uh, you know, it's, it was not uh, the sector which was the most impacted by uh, what was the sector which was the most positively impacted by the crisis. So um, at the end, uh, ex- except in some some specific sectors such as uh, travel and uh, and uh, others, uh, or yeah. the other one, it was a it was a huge accelerator. Okay, um, so so you saw that there wasn't too much of a, a negative impact, especially because at the end of the year there was some acceleration. 
Would you say that some of the deal sizes were higher or lower in comparison um, to 2019 on, on, on average? Or is it um, maybe the smaller deal sizes like seed and pre-seed, those were more or less the same. And then series A, series B, series C, those deal sizes were a little bit smaller or how, how, how did it sort of pan out? There was probably less competition for for VCs because uh, you know the, the, in Africa, fifty percent of investors are opportunistic investors coming from the US or Europe, but uh, without any African thesis. Yeah. So those those uh, were focusing on their portfolio mm. and uh, did not uh, come so much on uh, on Africa uh, on the African continent uh, last year. Um, but I didn't. I did not see a huge uh, uh, correction of the figures. I think fintech is still hot, yeah. uh, and uh, and we saw uh, a lot a lot more activity on health and uh, ad tech and so on. Yeah. So it's still a it's still a it's, it's still a um, a time where we see. Uh, the price, the, the prices are still quite high, I think. So no, but regarding the, the seed, uh, I think it was the seed which was, which was uh, the most impacted by the, the, the crisis. Okay. Uh, but uh, there is no, you cannot uh, dilute some too much as entrepreneurs. So uh, uh, if we went from a 20 to 25% dilution to the entrepreneur, I think it would be a maximum. I don't see a, a huge, uh, I didn't see any huge impact, but uh, I don't have the full landscape and view. It's my, my, it's my two cents. Cool. But there, there, are, there are two, two uh, type of startups. The one who already have a connection with uh, VCs. Uh, and so among VCs, we shared our deal flow a lot uh, oh. last year. And so um, the, the difficulty was for the startup, which, which, which had, uh, didn't have any, uh, any connection with a VC uh any any support from a vc uh, for them to enter that that club it was very difficult because uh, most vcs were focusing on their portfolio uh in our case it was totally different because we decided to launch a seed initiative last year and we uh, and because of pandemic we decided to keep that initiative and uh, and focus much more on this because we we saw that it was absolutely necessary to 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 gap uh, to bridge that gap uh, during this pandemic, but uh, I think it was uh, in our case it was quite exceptional. But uh, for the for the market in general, the um, the entrepreneurs were saying we were raising the first round. It was much more difficult last year. Yeah, sure. Obviously, that's that's understandable, I suppose. And you were mentioning that in terms of um, the DD process, you didn't do any in-person meetings. Was that the only thing that changed last year because of lockdowns and pandemic, or was there anything else that changed in the DD process? Uh, well, well the, we are based in Senegal, Dakar. So normally, what we do is uh, we first engage with we meet entrepreneurs when we travel, and we, tra we traveled a lot before the, this pandemic, and so we had a lot. We have a lot of uh, personal connection with uh, many entrepreneurs across the continent, and and this is. I would say a fishing pool of entrepreneurs in which we can invest. Normally, we start the due diligence remotely, and when we we are ready, not far from closing an investment, we 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 
we we went on the ground to to make the final uh, piece of uh, due diligence uh, uh, in person. For that part, we had to keep it uh, remote, uh, uh, and uh, and it was okay because you know we we already met the entrepreneur before, so it was not. We we, we decided to to keep on investing uh, remotely and we changed our process, and I think that's fine. We it would be a, a nightmare for everyone that uh, we decided to that every VC investor decided to stop uh, their investment because they cannot go on the ground. And on, we have uh, we are quite lucky with uh, with Orange because we have a presence in many countries. Uh, first, the countries where Orange is a telco, but then we we have a presence in uh, in uh, in other countries thanks to our uh, Orange Business Services or any other uh, subsidiary that we can have in in those countries. So we can have uh, people who can meet entrepreneurs and. Uh, or that we can call to have some insights on the ecosystem. So that's something we, we are very proud of. Okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, so I guess you think that you'd be able to continue to, to do this uh, new process without meeting, in base, um, without meeting founders personally? Do you think you, that's something that would continue in the future? So it's something that's like a step change because of what's happened? I think it's something we, we we accept to do because we we consider that it's temporary, and and we think that we can improve uh, and change a bit on the way we work, uh, doing more things remotely. But it cannot. Uh, we 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 uh, we hope that uh, in the in a soon uh, future we'll be able to to meet again the entrepreneurs in person. You cannot. You cannot. Uh, it cannot be sustainable to do everything remotely. Uh, the VC investment is a very human process and you need uh, in-person relationships. So it's just a question of uh, exceptional times and, uh, and we won't uh, change forever our, our process because of this pandemic. Gregoire, um, so while we're on the topic of uh, due diligence and process, and I just like to know like internally, how do you, how does Orange Ventures come to a decision to invest or a final decision to invest in a, in a new company? As most VCs, it's a, it's a funnel of several decisions from, uh, from prioritization to due deal to send and time sheet and then to, to close. Um, so we have some uh, meetings with... Uh, so first, it's a, it's a meeting for with uh, with myself and the entrepreneurs, and then we share this opportunity with uh, with all the team. But all the decision is uh, is uh, at the end, it's uh, we decide to invest in startup in, for which we we have a shared face on the capacity to to execute of the team, and uh, and because we share we share their their vision, and I think that's. Um, um, that's uh, the first thing. And what would you say when you're making uh, deal selection decisions? What would you say are sort of the qualities you're looking for in founders? Yeah, that's a very good question. As I, as I told you, and and uh, and because I'm focusing on seed now, but I, uh, I, I very I assess very much the team, and uh, and when I assess the team, I. 
first i i assess five things uh to be to be frank i says first it's ambi- it's level of ambition and uh as a vc i um i can only uh, invest in in very very ambitious team which want to 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 scale very fast and uh, and uh, create a, a, a big uh, big business then i assess the the thinking skills so to the capacity to articulate a strategy a vision with a roadmap and ex- an execution plan with a secret sauce and uh, with very clear milestones and that capacity is is as well very very important to to go from the details to the to the very large vision and the third thing i assess is a team dynamics so the who, is, who has a leadership with uh, the spin doctor with uh, the operational guys um, their capacity to listen to each other um, the capacity from the ceo or from the leader to delegate strategic tasks uh, and i don't care with solo funders but i really i care but i don't like very much uh, one man show so i would really like to to assess the team uh, uh, overall, uh, and the fourth thing I, I assess is the capacity of execution, which starts with the pitch. So the t- pitch is the first, uh, um, the first, um, I would say, uh, the exercise because you pitch everything. You pitch your customers, you pitch uh, your investors, you pitch uh, your acquirers. Um, so, so your your capacity to pitch is uh, is key uh, in English for the francophone as well. And uh, and the last criteria is obviously the fit that you can have with the that I have as an investor with the entrepreneur, and uh, and this fit is very is very important because um, uh, as a seed investor, I, my my capacity to provide the best of my value rely a lot rely a lot on my capacity to enjoy the the relationship. So uh, as I told you, it's uh, uh, the VC uh, is VC is uh, very much a, a human. Uh, a human uh, process. Yeah. 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 No, Darren, you can go. Sure, absolutely. So uh, I completely agree with you. Um, in fact, I, I recently saw a post that um, Andrea from Knife Capital said that it's a it's a people business as well. You're investing in people because that's essentially you're investing in somebody to, to execute a plan and a vision, like you said. Um, so just a question of, I've got in terms of what it is that that orange brings to the table once um, once you have invested. Besides capital, um, what are some of the things that um, that orange brings in terms of st- strategy or um, access to market, etc.? Yeah, the secret sauce. <laughs> yes. So as you as you know, most VCs want to to differentiate on the on the support on the smart money they can provide, and uh, and that's. And that's what we want to achieve as well. And uh, we are very lucky to, 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 to be able to leverage uh, the all Orange Group assets. And uh, it's an international work network because we are both a, a European uh, group and an African group. And in Africa, more specifically, we, we operate in 18 countries. We serve two, two million, uh, two and a half million customers every day. Uh, many of those countries are francophone. So francophone, uh, the francophone region for me is uh, is an, one of the next big opportunity for, for, for startups. And it's, a, it's an untapped market. So it's a very, very nice opportunity for many entrepreneurs. We have uh, within that region, uh, 700,000 point of sales 
And obviously, as a telco, we have tech capabilities for, to communicate and, uh, and, uh, and so communication APIs, payment APIs. So we are, we are very lucky to be at the, at the heart of the tech ecosystem and, uh, and to be some, somehow as a gate to, to that ecosystem for many entrepreneurs to access uh, uh, the market, the customers and, uh, and uh, our technologies. So we have, we have a team within Orange Ventures, a uh, platform team in charge of uh, providing, uh, supporting the entrepreneurs to, to uh, assess all the synergies that we can build with the entrepreneurs. So we, we care a lot about that. And, and we do think that our capacity to, to, to create uh, success stories, thanks to Orange partnerships will uh, build our, our brand and, uh, and our, and, uh, and the value of what we are, and the value of what we are trying to, to do. So we, we really care about uh, providing real impact to entrepreneurs. Gregoire, I'm curious to know um, what advice you would give to entrepreneurs fundraising, um, and what advice would should they ignore? Um, <laughs> there are so many people uh, happy to provide advice. Uh, I don't know if I can uh, do it myself, but uh, probably the, the the most obvious thing I, I would like to say is, uh, when you want to uh, to to address uh, an an investor, try to to find in your network someone who can introduce you to a to an, an investor, and not try to to connect yourself. It's very very difficult to to get an investment without uh, with a cold email. It's not impossible. Uh, and so that would be my first advice. The second one is really assess if your project fit to a VC uh, uh, investment strategy and do your due diligence on the VC you are, you are pitching uh, because you can, you can lose a lot of time pitching a lot of VCs who are not relevant for you. And, uh, and the third thing is um, uh, be prepared to pitch. Uh, it's not something that you can improvise. Uh, it's uh, you need a lot of preparation, a lot of trainings, and uh, it's a pity to to have a very nice project, a very strong team, but uh, lose lose your your opportunity to engage with the VC because of the pitch. And that's uh, and especially for the people who are not uh, uh, natively English-speaking people, because it's much more difficult to pitch very well in English when uh, when you are francophone or when you are lusophone. I don't know, and um, and that's uh, and that's and that's something which is key to to go to the next step. So um, be prepared, and uh, the advice you can ignore. Uh, I wouldn't care too much about uh, uh, the people who say uh, you need to, uh, to to get that milestone to 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 to, to raise some funds and so on. Uh, just uh, focus on your capacity to. On your on your plan and uh, and your capacity and try to execute uh, as best as, as best as you can with the means you have and um, and um, oh, and do not uh, pivot every time uh, make it when you think it's uh, necessary but uh, uh, yeah there are so many people providing advice and be careful with the advice that you can get. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I hope the founders that are listening to this episode right now are taking notes. Uh, so I just want to end off with the last question. Um, and I suppose we'd have to flip it now because you're an investor. So if you could invest 
100,000 US dollars that you found on the side of the road somewhere. In what sector, geography, or even company would you invest in? That's that's my job now to invest 100k tickets in Africa. So, uh, uh, oh, um, but it's uh, I would say uh, uh, first I would in, uh, again I would invest on this continent uh, because uh, people are building uh, are addressing a very huge market, um, a market which still early stage. So we we our goal is to have them to scale from uh, from one country to different country, which is what. Uh, one of the big challenge of the continent is to see startups scaling from on different uh, geographies, but I would uh, definitely invest on this continent uh, on a strong team uh, that I like, uh, but I think it's experience and uh, and uh, and a team with uh, whom I share the values, uh, generosity, uh, humble, and uh, and with a strong passion to solve a, a big problem a big problem that they faced themselves in their life or I don't know, but something that they really want to solve. And um, the, the startup is not uh, the, it's much more a mean than a goal itself. And, uh, and I would uh, focus on startup uh, operating in big cities. Uh, Africa has the chance to have big uh, major cities with more than a million of inhabitants and uh, and and startups is very much a, a city a, a city play and not a, and not only a country or it started in cities to scale in cities so I would start in big cities but I, I would I would say that uh, as a most VCs I'm I'm looking for gold nuggets so I'm I'm keeping uh, digging my hole to find those nuggets. Yeah, awesome. Um, thank you so much, Gregor. I see we're reaching time. Um, uh, we really appreciate you coming on our show and for dropping those nuggets of wisdom and and advice and you know shedding light on what VC is like in in Africa. So thank you. Thank you very much for this uh, podcast initiative. It's great to to share to 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 want to share the knowledge of anybody and uh, and make it uh, public. And uh, that's uh, awesome. So thank you very much for that for the visit. Yeah, thank thanks so much, Gregor. Um, and hopefully you you'll stay listening to the podcast and you can find some some good nuggets coming on the podcast as well. So, yeah, <laughs> keep listening. Great. Thanks for your thank time. Thank you. Keep well. Bye, boss. All right. Bye-bye. Cheers. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on the Apple Podcasts website if you are not using an iPhone. We'll add a link in the show notes. If you had any thoughts on this episode or suggestions of guests or topics we should explore, please email us at highupstartvcpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.